Hello and welcome to this audio edition of the Ex-Mormon Files with host Earl Erskine. Thank you for joining us. On each episode of this program, Earl, a former LDS bishop, interviews a former Mormon guest about their journey out of Mormonism and into an authentic relationship with Jesus Christ. These stories are encouraging, fascinating, and often moving. For more information on the Ex-Mormon Files internet video program, please visit exmormonfiles.com. That's exmormonfiles.com. And now, here's Earl. Good evening and welcome to the Ex-Mormon Files here in the heart of Salt Lake City. I'm your host, Bishop Earl. And tonight we have the uh, better half, the second half of uh, the Ott family here, True Ott. Appreciate you coming and sharing your story with us tonight. Thank you so much, Earl, and thank you for the work you do, the courage oh. and integrity it takes to do this. Uh, thank you. Who would, have, who would have ever thought, <laughs> I can tell you that. Well, True, you have such an unusual first name. I guess it would be inappropriate to not ask you about, uh, about your, your first name, True. Where did that come well, from? Well, actually, Earl, that's my middle name. Oh. I'm at really Alma True. Alma's my Alma first name. Alma from the Book Al- of Mormon. Book of Mormon, and, and as a missionary, was I was Alma the Elder. <laughs> I was Alma the Elder. And so I, I, I grew up in Hawthorne, Nevada, and not it's kind of a Gentile community there in Hawthorne, yeah. and so the, the school, as a, going into, into high school as a freshman, Alma was a girl's name. Oh uh, it's my. a feminine name, of course, yeah. in the Gentile world, and yeah. so they placed me into girls' PE classes where all my other boyfriend, <laughs> my, my male friends were yeah. off doing their, <laughs> their so, other time. So True became a... a the, the counselor, the school counselor, we're going to fix this. Can you go by A True Ott from now on? I says, whatever. A I just want to get out of that oh girl's class. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> well, so were you a member of the church there in, in uh, Hawthorne? Oh, absolutely. Hundred. Oh. I would classify myself as 110% active Mormon. And, and in Mormonism, I came to find out that's not a good thing to be, 110%. And why do you say that? Well, I got me into trouble because, well... Not growing up, of course. You 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 want to be a strong Mormon youth. You know, growing up in this, going through the the middle school and high school years in the seventies, where this is the chosen generation. This is the mm-hmm. one that's going to see Christ return. You're blessed. Promise you know, that. Promise huh? that. Yeah. And 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 the promises is growing up. I believed every every word of it because I'm you know, golly, I'm a fifth generation LDS Mormon, proud of my heritage proud to be a good Mormon boy and promised in blessings that I would see Christ, I would walk with Christ, I would know Christ. That was was the promise if you remained really, I mean do everything a hundred plus percent, you will know Christ. That was the promise. You will see him. Wow. So just like Joseph Smith did. (laughs) If you can be as just as worthy as Joseph Smith, you can see Christ. Wow. Yeah. Were there a lot of Mormons in Hawthorne? Is that no, a not LDS so many. community? It was more of a Gentile community, yeah, yeah. so to speak. We had, a, we had a good active ward, but you're yeah. not you're outside of yeah. of the Utah church yeah. and so there's a different bonding there. It it, it is kind of us against the world if yeah. you're outside of, of the yeah. Utah church. But you can be very proud as a Mormon, that's oh, yeah. for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. especially since we're when transplanted Utah Mormons. My my mother and father both come from uh, heritage of the p- the pioneer heritage stock. Wow! Southern Utah, you know, rough, hardy, do-it-yourself, tough, tough Mormons, and and 
well, I was proud of that. My mom instilled that in me. My dad. Uh, sure. I was was quiet about yeah, the it. The pioneer heritage is yeah. important, isn't it? It's important yeah. to, the, to the Mormon faith. And so, baptized at eight, and you go to seminary and religiously. Have a yeah, I went through the whole thing. Uh, was called on a mission to upstate New York, New York, Rochester. The, wow. the my, I remember my mission papers. The Latter Day Holy Land. <laughs> yeah, it's what the, what it's called. I don't know if it still is, but back in when I went in seventy eight, right next to Palmyra. Well, we've, right? yeah, we're New York, Rochester. Mission? Yeah, actually, uh, I I was able uh, to really work deeply in the Hill Camorra pageant there. Oh, did you from nineteen in the year nineteen seventy eight? It was you know I was very 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 much involved in the production of yeah. that oh, pageant. Really? Yes, oh. and we. Uh, I, I taught investigators, Earl, <laughs> in the Sacred Grove. I did. Oh my goodness! I did. I was there. I, you know. And for you, as an active Latter Day Saint, that must have been a very spiritual, special experience. I was riding the crest. I got to <laughs> tell you, uh, in my position, I was a special assistant to the president. And you know, there's a hierarchy and a sure. mission. There's, there's special. Uh, the yeah, assistant and, to the president. We were the top of the food chain as a special assistant to the yeah. Okamura pageant. My companion and I really had some carte blanche privileges mm. that were special. I mean, the, the, the run of the Hill Camorra pageant, we would, I say we, my companion and I would have the, 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 the joy of going to the airport and picking up the general authorities. Wow. And, and meeting with them and talking with them, rubbing shoulders with them and getting to know them pretty well. That was, in, the, in Mormon hierarchy, that's one of the idols of Mormonism <laughs> is the general authorities. Sure. And we just relished that, really wow. did. And I remember Earl coming off my mission in this position of, let's say, priesthood power that's unparalleled in yeah. that position. You come back and suddenly you're just a home teacher again. Yeah. Okay, it's, that's a transition. It was for me, anyway. And so I just said, I'm going to do everything I can to get back and be with those general authorities. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I guess you never really had any question about your testimony. You certainly believed the church was true and Book of Mormon and Joseph Smith and Why not? It was the same really the same kind of story as you read in the Bible. Jesus walked the earth in miracles. Why not have a prophet? Why not have a young young fourteen year old boy get a special thing like that? Why not? An innocent boy yeah, an innocent of fourteen, boy. yeah. And the promise as you're growing up in in the priesthood is you know, you can do the same thing as Joseph Smith. That you just follow his, you'll have the same revelations, the same visions. <laughs> and I fully believe that. He expected it all expected the way it along. All the way along, absolutely. How was your mission then? I mean, you sound like you were involved in the in the production <laughs> of the Hill Camorra pageant. Yeah, I hate I hate to say it now as a Christian, but I was a very successful missionary. Oh uh, my goodness! My, my we my companions and I. It wasn't all just me. Yeah. But I was I was a pretty good salesman. <laughs> I be, when I believe something and 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 let me tell you, you know this as a bishop, ex bishop, active. There is supernatural power in Mormonism. If you're if you're really into uh, it deeply, I know what you, you mean. know there's there is supernatural things going on there. Something's going yeah, on. Yes, something's yeah. going on there, and we were. I mean, this was happening all the time with me. So I, you know, wow, what a testimony. There's no, it's not questioning anymore. You just know. But you see, now, yeah, I realize supernatural doesn't necessarily mean Christ. 
I realize that now. What do you think it really means? Can you put words to it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. That there is something very much a counterfeit going on here. I, I like to... I know, I know we're kind of going off the script here. We're not, there's no script. script. <laughs> but, Earl, you know, it's like this. If you, if you, if you try to find a, a point on a compass, okay, and I, I do, a, do some GPS work and things, you know, if you're off just one slight point on the GPS heading, you're going to end up somewhere you're gonna end up, else. Especially if as further away the target is, you're going to end up long way away. Yeah. You've got to be precise on that point. If you want to get to where you're headed. God's word is precise. It's there for us. It's our compass point. It's our Polaris, our North Star. Now, Mormonism has a lot of close things going on there. A lot of parallels that sound so good and so godly, but it's just skewed. Yeah. It's off. And by the time you look, end up, as I did, wow, I'm heading way off course. Way off course. Well, what am I doing out here? <laughs> the first thing that hits me is, is anger. Wow, how can I be so duped? Well, I know the Bible. In fact, I went through and made a long list of the words like deceive, lie, false Christ, false prophets. That list is pages long. Oh, yes. The Bible is full of warnings about this kinds of this kind of deception and stuff. Absolutely. But as as active LDS, when you're so confident that you have the truth, your pride is such that you don't look outside the box. And that's, that's the chains. That's the prison box. Wow. And that's so prevalent with everybody I've met in Mormonism. And, right. me, and, right. and me as well for 60 plus years. How long were you in that <laughs> mode? Well, I, I, I resigned, officially resigned my membership by letter as kind of being forced to do so. I, I was under, you know, I knew there was real problems within the church. My Historical or doctrinal? Just or? modern things going on, okay? Now, I think your wife last week mentioned the temple. Yeah. That you had questions about the change there. Uh, Joan and I were called to be temple um, bail workers, ordinance workers, okay? So we were going through the whole process of memorization. This was in the in late '89, early '90s. Okay. Oh boy! So we were right in that transition phase where we were checking. You know, they were checking off and certifying us as veil workers and, and ordinance workers. When everything was changed, and I'm wow. So you were okay. right in the middle of that yeah, change, and, so to and speak. And it really, you were cruising down. I like to say it was like cruising down the freeway in a Ferrari. You know and then hitting reverse and stripping the gears, because that's kind of what happened to me. My gears were stripped, and I said, wait a minute, there's got to be an answer to this. If this is really the truth, truth fears no Eternal truth. Absolutely. Yeah. Joseph, I, I taught gospel doctrine classes, in, you know, and I taught temple preparedness classes in the ward yeah. and the stake that I was in. Yeah. And we kept hammering to quest the questions that, that, that people came in with. You know, this is, this is quotes from Joseph Smith, the founding prophet, look, these principles are from the foundation of the earth. They never alter, they never change. And that was one of the, the real strong points that we brought out to the, the people attending the classes. Look, these are things you can anchor your soul to. 
And these are the things you need to yeah. pass by the angels to get to God. And so, again, I'm, I'm, I'm logical thinking. I, I do. I, I have a logical mind. I, at least I think I do. <laughs> you can get in trouble with that. <laughs> but if something is eternally true, Earl, logically speaking, if you alter and change that, you've got a problem because you've, you know, the very definite definition of truth is it doesn't need to be change. changed. And God it's, doesn't change. It's there. God is, uh, is, yeah. always, is always there, never changing. So if you change, and my rationale, if it's changed, was it ever right to begin with? Yeah, which one's right? Or if it's wrong now, either way, we've got a problem. Yeah. So my ideal was, okay, I love this church. I love this way of life. I love the history. Your heritage, it's your my culture, heritage. social, yeah. I can change this because something's wrong. Something needs to be changed. And, it, and it, on my wall in my office, I still to this day have, have the quote, evil only flourishes. This is Edmund Burke's quote. Evil can only flourish when good men do nothing. Do nothing. I remember that. Okay. And that's been kind of my mantra. So you thought... I can make the church. I can get the church back on track, or yeah, something. Yeah, something. <laughs> some evil snuck in here. Something's wrong somewhere. See. Yeah. And so, and I was, and I was fearless about it. I, my my wife, bless her heart, she has, she she's she's the yin for my yang, or I'm trying saying, to keep you controlled yeah, there. <laughs> okay, don't don't rock the boat. But you know, and she doesn't like change. Yeah. And and doesn't like the question. But I said, honey, I love you. I love you dearly. But I can't. I got to answer these for my heart, my soul, my soul. Wow. Okay. And, well, you know, and, go ahead. I'm yeah, sorry. she supported that. She Isn't didn't that like wonderful? it, but she supported that. And to have that, uh, yeah. and now we know that she's come along with you, oh, and yeah. that's such a blessing. Well, I was just going to say that in addition to that change in the temple, my kind of logical look at things was this change in the Book of Mormon where the 1830 Book of Mormon was changed from the Book of Mormon we have now. And I started thinking that same thought. Well, if God translated this thing word for word, how could it be different now? Well, I didn't know about that then, but yeah. later on I You've found out about that, that too. But, but the, there are things yeah. like that throughout Mormonism. Absolutely. The Book of Abraham. and change, just different. Change, change, change. Change the system. And I come to find out it's it's politically motivated a lot of it, of course. Yeah, you probably. Know. But when you start questioning, when you start asking these tough questions, what was upsetting to me was the, you know, if, if there's, if you have truth, you're gonna, <laughs> not going to fear questions. Yeah. You're going to have a wise general authority. I was acquainted with Hugh W. Pinnock very intimately. I would expect that they would sit down and say, brother, Here's the further light knowledge that the people down here aren't supposed to, really don't know about. Okay, let's Here's the answers. Here's so. the answers. No. Did you bring these questions up to people? Oh, big time. Oh, in, you in, did. In letters to the to the to the area presidency and letters to the first presidency. I wasn't afraid of writing wow. writing to Gordon B. myself. I didn't do any of this. Oh yeah. Wow. And did you get responses? I got response to the channels to the state presidency. Uh, who said, you don't do this. Are you kidding? You wrote this letter? Wow. What are you? I said, well, brother, let's, let's, let's answer the questions. No, it becomes, they said, you're on the high road to apostasy, brother. Sound like the Swedish rescue <laughs> thing that we've <laughs> been hearing about. Apostasy. 
Oh, and by the way, if you're on this high road to apostasy with these questions, there's something in your life you're not telling me, brother. Yeah. You've got to have some sins in your life. Are you are you cool. having sex outside of your marriage? This is a, I, no, no. I'm worthy in every way to attend to, the temple. Wow. And this is why. So, Joan talked to you about the yeah. night that I went for my stake presence. Right. Was, there were multiple sessions with my stake presence. Good friends, probably. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. Know them, played church basketball with them, chased sure. ambles with them, and yeah. everything. You know, and and they didn't know how to handle me. They okay. don't. Well, they don't know either, do they? they were I mean, they don't have answers. Very much afraid. Yeah. Here's the counsel I received from. Them. I got to tell the listeners and you this because it's so. It was stunning to me. The counsel to me was, brother, you're giving 110 percent. Don't do that. What? Seriously, they said we went to a leadership conference and Elder Packer laid out that the worst problems you're going to have in your stakes and wards. It's when those members who are so zealous, they give 110%. That's your worst problem. People that are thinking or looking? That's what they told me. I, I couldn't believe I said, excuse me, let's <laughs> look in the scriptures. We're not here to read scriptures. That's what they told me. Oh, no. There's no prayer. They don't want to read scriptures. I says, well, okay, I'll just quote it to you. My Lord and Savior Christ said to give as much. He whether it be hot or cold. You're asking me to be lukewarm? Oh, my. It's said in the scriptures in, in the New Testament that he'll spit me out of his mouth if I'm lukewarm. What, what's wrong with being and asking these questions, brother? So I guess it just, since nobody ever had answers, you just deter. How did that moment be when you finally, I, I call it backing away from Joseph Smith a little bit or the church and actually looking at it objectively? How was that? What it, what it did for me, Earl, was, okay, I had to reevaluate everything. Yeah. Okay. I had to reevaluate faith itself, the concept of a God itself. Yeah. Um, and so that meant really a lot of meditation, a lot of deep thought, a lot of prayer, quiet, silent prayer, to find out, is God really there? Is it just all a joke? Is it all a figment? Is, is it the, because see, it's so common in Mormonism, that the Book of Mormon and the church and the priesthood and the hierarchy is wrong. Everything is. It's yeah. all just a joke. Yeah, because that's, the church nurtures a relationship with the church, not with with God and yeah, Jesus. Yeah, so you talk about mighty prayer. I had mighty prayer. Yeah. Okay. And and, and, and did I get an answer? Yeah, I did. Oh, and your answer was? The answer was step by step, here a little, there a little. It wasn't just one big yeah. kick by a mule. My answer came not by direct, not by a pillar of light from heaven <laughs> with personages coming. It came in a sweet, sweet dream. Wow. And you came to know... And it was, yeah, it was, I met, uh, even a dream. Wow. And did you get, and it was comfort to you? Oh, well, comfort in a way. Let me tell you, there was love there. You know, we just don't know that as Latter-day Saints. 
not as the world giveth, give I unto you, but love. And love that said, I know what you have to go through if to you follow me. To appreciate yeah. what I've done. And it's your choice. Yeah. It's always your choice. I'll love you anyway. And so, yeah, it was like, okay, my question is, why these changes? You know, here's the author of all truth. And it was three opportunities. So three times he says, are you sure you want to know? Really? Yeah. Because you've given everything yeah. to the yeah. church. Yeah, I do want to yeah. know. And you do want to know. Second time, are you sure you want to know this? Yeah, I do. And then the third time, it's just, you know, his yoke is easy, his burden is light, but he can feel the yoke of responsibility going over on my shoulders. I felt it. I felt, oh my, why does it matter? I want to know truth. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He's the truth. And did you start feeling this grace uh, that that Christ had given? It was like you can't work. Trust me. Yeah. Trust me is was is the message. Let me let me carry you. And and what happened is, in this dream state, he reached over and touched me on the shoulder. And that's the life changing thing event. As a touch, the touch of the master's hand. We hear that all the time. Wow. And it just. I knew. It just was no more questioning. It was just downloading into my very soul. I knew. Do you feel like it took that for you to, to be able to say, I wanted Mormonism to be true, but oh, it, yeah. it just I isn't? I wanted it. The worst way to... Uh, it's, life would be so easy if yeah. it was true. Yeah. <laughs> it would be so great. Yeah. But no, when I realized that it was like... Uh, but then... The truth comes into your mind little by little, line upon line, yeah. and like an like an onion being peeled back. Certain then then first thing here it is, boom. Uh, it was like wow, how come I couldn't see this before? And then in in meditation, the the, the now he's inside of you. See, yeah. the the born again experience is so powerful because he's inside of you now. Okay, and and the scales. The scales. It, the scriptures talk about the scales. I didn't know what that meant. It means reptilian serpent <laughs> scales covering your eyes. They fall off. And now you see. I saw. The blind, blind man can see now. And I could see it. Now the problem becomes is verbalizing it yeah. to people that already have their scales covering their eyes and they can't see. And they don't understand what you're yeah. trying to share. And so you just... just like my wife, bless her heart, said, you've got to pray and you've got to just develop in your heart a love, that same love of truth. Wow. And, and then it'll be, it'll, he'll just give it to him. Give it to him. Obviously, Jesus has come to mean something different to you now oh. than, than in Mormonism. Oh, absolutely. I had no idea. No idea. I didn't either. I thought when I came out of Mormonism that I was okay with Christ. But how, how about the Bible? Has oh. that changed? Oh, oh, Earl. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. The the Bible. 
now it's 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 the north star it's the polaris and you can i mean man that that is the biggest if i was name one thing then mormonism has done a disservice to is to make you question that bible um i I, i've done so much uh, research and and study now in in the texts and thanks to a good pastor in Brigham City, you know, Jim Catlin. Jim Catlin. He's yeah. a masterful teacher. Yeah. And he just opens the door so powerfully to, to, to help you understand each verse. And it's all about it. Christ yeah. and looking forward to Christ and the his coming. The Old Testament is nothing but a testament of him coming and then the fulfillment of the New Testament. There is nothing more than you need than that. In the whole world, he's the he's the... The living water. You'll never thirst again. Isn't that a joyful message? Oh, it's absolutely. Yeah. That's what gospel means is good news, and yeah. that's great news. Oh, true. You've just shared such a wonderful story. Um, any thoughts to the Mormon people? I, I, I have a heart for them. I know you do too. Oh, we love them. And, love, uh, love the Mormon people. Our, 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 our relationship with Christ is just something that's hard to explain, but would you kind of share, what, what would you tell the people that might be looking? Where would they go if they have a question or they've heard something you've said now that maybe they should research a little more? I just say again, just like echo what my wife said, bless her heart, don't be afraid. So many people that I talk to are, are afraid of whether a peer pressure situation, they're afraid of, of losing their stature, their social club stature, because really, when the scales fell off, at least for me, I realized this is nothing but a great big social club, a happy time social club. Yeah. They have great potatoes, <laughs> and they have great jello, <laughs> and they have great social time, and, and people need that. They yeah. respond to that. Yeah. But don't be afraid of that, because there is a, a world outside of that that is hundreds of times more rewarding and fulfilling. And totally unknown. Unknown, really, until you step outside the box yeah. and realize it. Yeah. Well, you've had a wonderful heritage of pioneer heritage, a temple marriage, yes, and things that. Uh, but when God touched your your shoulder, for sure, and yeah. that you were able to to realize the truth. And ha has there been anything that you've questioned since, as you've gone through this, that real, oh, qu real quickly that that said, "No, I made a mistake here." L there has been questions. Yeah. There have been questions. Of course, there's questions, but they're all been answered. Yeah. That's the beautiful thing. Well, you know, there's no more question about the nature of God, how the mystery of the of of the of the Trinity can be. It's all there. It's all explained yeah. now. Well, true. Thanks so much for coming. What Thank a wonderful you. story. I appreciate it. I hope you'll uh, consider the uh, Gospel of Joseph Smith versus the Gospel of Jesus Christ. Good night. This has been the audio edition of the Ex-Mormon Files. The Ex-Mormon Files is a production of Main Street Church of Brigham City. For information about this program, including past and current video episodes, please visit exmormonfiles.com. From there, you can also download audio episodes of this program. If you have an Ex-Mormon story you would like to share, we'd love to hear from you. Please write us at contact at exmormonfiles.com. Thank you for listening, and we hope you'll tune in again soon. Thank you.